man. This is Dropping Jews. Yes, sir. Welcome, everybody, to this new podcast, Dropping Jews. Redefining what we thought was true. So today we wanted to talk about... Just that jewel, that energy, man. Yeah, Einstein energy. ain't gonna know how to act, man. What Nikola Tesla when you need him, <laughs> man. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Dropping Jews, we in the building, man. I know y'all been missing us, man. We've been missing y'all. It's been a long time, man. We had to pay some bills, get things straight, you know. Got to make sure you take care of your business, man. It's good to be back on air. What's going on, Meech? What's popping? Ain't too much, man. Just glad to be here, man. Good that we in the land of living. 2020, it's a blessing. It's a lot of things that have been going on lately. I don't know if y'all have been seeing the news. It was a tragedy that happened. What was it, a week ago? Well, almost a week ago, right? It was on it was Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, it was on Sunday. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Dropping Jews, we want to give out our condolences to the families of that helicopter crash that happened on Sunday morning. You know, there was someone's mother's, father's, uh, nieces, uncles, aunties, brothers, sisters. I mean, it was, you know, it was a tragedy that happened, but the, you know, the news that really hit uh, mainstream really was the death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianni. I ain't even going to lie, brother. I was kind of shocked when I heard it, man. You know, first and foremost, uh, you know, Kobe Bryant was he he was a hell of a player, man. Uh not only that, he's he's probably um a prolific player uh in his prime. And he he was the the next in line to carry that torch after Michael Jordan, man. Uh he meant so much to the game, depending on what when you grew wherever you grew up in. He was everybody's hero, you know what I mean? Depending on wherever you grew up in, especially to the to the young kids now, you know, when you're talking about the Jason Tatums and the Bradley Bills and the uh even LeBron, uh, D. Wade, they looked up to him of what level they want to be at when they're at their at their prime. You can say all you want, you can say about them. Um but one thing about Kobe, he was going to go out there and give you a show, man. And he was going to put out his best effort. He was going to give you 110%. And I think he was probably one of the last ones um, that was a straight killer. And what I mean by killer, I mean he's coming out there to destroy your team no matter what. Um, I think nowadays it's, it's not like that. But that's not neither here nor there. I mean, I think it is one player that's like that now. Um but we're talking about Kobe, man. So we we wanted to remember Kobe and give our uh, you know, our praises of the of the guy, of the man that he was and who he was becoming. And I think we I mean just want to touch on that, you know. Um, I ain't even gonna lie, I was kinda shocked, man. I like I said before, I was shocked. I didn't I didn't know what to say. I was thinking like, damn, like 
I wouldn't expect that. You know what I'm saying? That's something I wouldn't expect. You know, when God calls, you know, calls your name, I mean, it's your time, bro. I mean, it's just, it is what it is, man. I, I was kind of heartbroken too, man. You know, other situations, but, you know, I'll get into that later. But, um, yeah, just a little introduction to what we're going to talk about. But go ahead, Meech, man. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking because uh, this is definitely a t- touchy subject for me. Kobe Bryant. Uh, I can hear you drinking that tea, brother. <sighs> some Dang. Tea. You oh, got to yeah. have some of that peppermint hey, up in hey, that tea, brother. Hey, <laughs> I can hear you in the mic drinking that tea. I'm like, hey. <laughs> Woo. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking because I'm not looking at them. Hey, see, this is a frame of reference. I'm looking straight, and I'm just trying to picture what I'm saying, and all I heard is... <laughs> <laughs> and I look, I'm like, damn, I done lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh. So what I was getting at was it's a touchy subject because I grew up idolizing Kobe as a basketball player. Any of my friends that know me knows that when we used to play basketball when we were younger, I patented that fadeaway after him, <laughs> you know, that Kobe Bryant fadeaway, which was a Jordan fadeaway. But, I mean, I, I saw Jordan play. A lot of you young cats haven't seen Jordan play, but y'all act like y'all saw him play. But I really was coming to my own when I saw uh, Kobe play. I was really behind the game and understanding the game a lot more. So, I mean, I've I've got – I've bought his shoes. Mm. I've got certain passcodes with his name. (laughs) So it was something that really shocked me when I looked at my phone about one o'clock and it was a group text and my friend Floyd had texted me, said Kobe dead. And I'm like, what? That's that's just how the text read. And I I was super duper surprised. And I just felt like somebody punched me real hard in the gut. I didn't know what to think. So as I start looking at things and then you start hearing reports that it was Rick Fox and it was four or five other children. And and then you hear that his wife possibly could have been on it because I heard something like all his family was originally. Mm. But as the story started coming to light, it really saddened me that it was nine, ten people. Something like that. It was nine people. Nine people in total. It's just yeah. it's just horrible. Horrible. A lot of people are using this tragedy to spring forth a narcissistic mm. ideology. Or let me correct myself. They want to project their narcissism onto other people, right? And what I mean by that is an example, the girl dad situation. I'm not trying to hate on anybody, but what about the people who don't have a father in their life? How do you make those people feel when you project this idea of a girl dad and you showing these pictures of your dad and then these people who don't have fathers who've been impactful in their life? Believe it or not, you subliminally shitting on them. Mm. So that's one example how the media rolled out the situation. And I don't like that TMZ serves 
who work for the government, who get paid by tax dollars, would go to a TMZ to give them information before the family can get notified. Ain't that sick, bro? Disrespectful. Yeah. Then you taking images and you sending drones around the wreckage just to see corpse burnt. Because you know that is no remnants of who he is because he was burnt. Yeah. And it's just sad the way our culture has spiraled into I want to report it first or I have to let everybody know first. You know, the news media. Yeah, the news media do it and then we do it individually. Mm-hmm. Like we putting everybody on. So we the first to say I've done it first. At the end of the day, it was a tragedy because people lost their lives on whether you reported it first or reported lies. It's not people who not here today because of a tragedy. And I just don't take any of this lightly. And I, I refrain from saying anything on social media because I want to respect the family. Uh, when Mikhail brought it to me, I was a little reluctant because I told him, I'm like, listen, man, I don't know who may listen to this podcast. But what I did say is that I want to respect the family as much as possible because, you know, I know people said, you know, you got other people that died other than Kobe. And that's true. But I also think that if someone close to me died and it was on social media, I will I I will probably trip my mind off. So maybe right now it's good for them to have their privacy and they not they names not blurted up and so they don't have to keep getting reminded and all the speculation because now that they family tied with Kobe, they family members tied with Kobe, they're tied with all the speculation that comes with it because that's all we've been doing. Pretty much, that's it. And also the, the media has a responsibility to report the facts. Um, I think a lot of time we go into it with our biases and not like you said, they didn't even allow the 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 families to get the news first. You know, everybody wants to be first to get the story. It's about ratings. It's about who who can who can come first in the finish line. You know, the the respect factor is, is not there when it comes to death. It, it almost seemed like we, we uh look, I mean, I'm not saying death is not going to happen, but you have to respect that, you know? I think unconsciously we, we make decisions that affect, you know, as a media, it affect everybody. How do you even come to a point to even try to report that without even making sure that the family hear the news first. And if you're going to report some report just facts. Uh, then then like you said they were saying Rick Fox, they were saying <laughs> Vanessa, they were saying you know, you know everybody has speculation. Then you got conspiracy theories. Look, the Pan-African <laughs> Prince Dr. Umar, I got to say that. <laughs> This dude said the pharmaceutical industry, industry, the NBA, and he said the trilateral commission. I'm like, Dr. Umar, you done lost your wits, brother. Some, some things you just got to let it be, man. It's okay to be quiet and, 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 and let things happen in its natural state, you know? It's already a tragedy. Why add more fuel to the fire? It's like, what are you gaining out of this? So you can say, I was one of the ones to say, ooh, look at this. It was a conspiracy theory. I'm smart. I mean, what do you, what do you, what is what is your point in saying that, man? Like this man lost, like his his wife lost a husband and a daughter. And the people on the on the helicopter, family members lost them. You gotta respect that, man. Let let the news do what it's supposed to do. If they be responsible, 
and not say things and blurt things out that don't make sense when they report in the news. Let it let it be, man. And then let's 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 respect death in itself, man. You 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 gotta respect it, man. Quit trying to get vi- images of, of a burnt body. Like sometimes I think movies and in, in the entertainment industry done done normalize us to looking at the gory and the in the horrific uh uh deaths. And it almost become normalized. Like, why would you want to see some shit like that, bro? It's, it, it don't make sense to me. Well, I I would say that you're right. But I also would say that human beings have had a history and a proclivity to look, view the dead in such a manner. You know, they'll uh, kill people. Too. Yeah. They'll chop people's necks off or they'll hang people and leave them in front of town. So Emmett people, yeah, you know, right. things like that. Or if you go even beyond that in history, we have had, like even through the French Revolution, they would do crazy. They was killing people left and right. So it's in our nature. But you would think that, and this is where I get to who we are today. You would think that we would be able to understand what and what not to do. However, we haven't learned from history's lessons, and now we continue to still repeat the same same mistakes our ancestors made. So we don't have a respect for the dead, even though we should and we know better. We don't. And it's it's an issue, man. It's It's a problem. I wanted to talk about what you were saying, like when you were talking about Rick Fox, and I was looking at TNT and um. Kenny the Jet Smith said, when I heard Rick Fox, I was like, what? He said, I, te- I text Rick Fox. And he said, Rick Fox texted me back. And he said, God, thank you. Like, thank you. Woo. You know what I'm saying? Because he said, and Rick Fox was saying, my daughter called me in frantic. She was crying. Like, y'all don't know how, how this affect people. You know, it's easy to report stuff when you ain't there or you're not the person you they reporting about with this fake news, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we have yeah. to be responsible on what we doing, dog. Let's get the facts straight, dog. It's, it's about fact. I know we went on a tangent about this, man, but we we talking about the respect factor when it comes to this reporting, man. You got to understand that some some things I don't. I just feel like we we should have some kind of moral values when it comes to stuff like this. The thing is, is that it won't change. But if you combat it with energy that's against it, you always gonna fight against the enemy. So you just you just letting that energy know because it's an energy. It's a demonic, devilish energy. And, and as soon as you inject positivity in it and possibilities in it, you might find a weakness in that energy. So it's not like it's gonna change overnight. But no. as long as we above it and we keep moving forward, we ain't gonna let the bullshit affect us because that's some fucking bullshit. And I don't entertain it. I just know that it's <laughs> fucked up. Just like the lady who on Twitter who worked for the Washington Post rehashed the old story. Yeah. Listen, who goes to a funeral, right, and reads the obituary, right, and you read on the obituary anything negative about this person? Oh, uh, this person, oh, uh, your father died and he cheated on your mom with this chick and he got three other babies with this chick and that. Nobody, you don't see an obituary like that. Why do you wait to two, two hours? The man didn't even... They didn't even get his body parts and remains back to the more, I mean, to the coroner or nothing like that. And you want to rehash the story talking about the nuance in his character. No, 
you need to sit down because I know you you haven't fall you fall short yeah. of perfection Ain't yourself, perfect. woman. Because I yeah. can go on your paths, right? Yeah. And what happens if you die and I go to your funeral and talk all this bad stuff about you? They probably want to whoop my ass at your funeral. Facts. It's about respect. Yeah. That's what EJ, me and EJ talked about that, and he said <laughs> I just got to give him credit because that was a good point, and he not here to speak on his point. But when he made that point, I said, brother, you onto something because yeah. you're right. I, I tried to get him on here, but he, you know. It was a short notice, so mm-hmm. you know he he gotta you gotta get him a two weeks. Uh, yeah, no, nah, it's all good. Yeah. I'm speaking for you, brother. <laughs> Already, that was a public service announcement by dropping Jews, man. Giving y'all notes on respect, man. Respect the, the, the dead, man, and, and let the greats live, man. You know, I'm tired of all this fake news and stuff, man. But let's let's get back on Kobe Bryant, the man. Uh, the 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 prolific superstar. I mean, he he was carrying the league at one point. You know what I mean? He was the top man. You know, you had. I mean, I'm, of course, you had Shaq ever run, but then Kobe came along. He said, "I'm I'm going to win me some championships without Shaq, since y'all think Shaq helped me win these championships, which he did. But that's neither here nor there. But he said, "I can do it again." Like the man drive. He was so ambitious, man. I would say this about him. And he was like, you know what? Because in my eyes, I was telling you before, he was like one of them last killers, man. And he played that villain role to the fullest, dog. You knew when you was going against Kobe, Kobe was finna come and try to kill the whole team and do your ass in, dog. That's it. Bottom line, man. The skills were his skills was immaculate. You can't you can't doubt that his skills was immaculate. The man perfected his skills. I mean, he even studied his mentor, Michael Jordan. I mean, he even did his moves and 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 propelled himself to a place to where he amongst the greats, man. You cannot deny that factor. I mean, look at look look at how many points he had, man. He was like third on the list before LeBron James passed him up, you know. The man won five championships, man, and he went to like what seven finals, eight, seven or eight finals. Not only that, I saw the the maturation in him from when he started the league to his retirement until afterward. I believe his most, to me personally, his most beautiful work was the ESPN Plus when he was doing the uh, uh, what was the name of that show? Kobe's uh, detail. Yeah, the detail. The details. Did you see how he was breaking down the, the 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 moves and the strategies and how he could just look at a play and know what's going to happen? He was like Tony Romo when he watching a football game when he's announcing or analyzing it. And it was just so beautiful. Like you can tell he he knew his craft and he he worked hard at it, dog. Like I was listening to um Jerry West he was saying when he first saw Kobe, man, he said, I knew Kobe then was going to be great, man. I mean, he said he was going against grown men that was like four years in college, and he was just doing them. Wait, that's how he persuaded Shaq to come to L.A. He said, Shaq, I got a guy that's going to come to L.A. that's going to be the greatest player in the league one day. And he said, you got to come. And next thing you know, he traded, you know, he traded away A.D. Jones, and then Kobe started. And the rest was history, man. Like Kobe, Kobe, Kobe did his thing, man. You know, I, I come from the Jordan era, so I'm always, I'm always down for my man Michael Jordan, dog. Cause you know he, hey, 
I always wanted to be like Mike, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, when you grew up, you you know, you you patting your fade away. Hell, I wanted to soar the air like Michael Jordan, dog, and, and and do reverse layups and stuff. But I mean, I just can't speak on how great he was to the league. And not only to the league, man, but he I felt like he was giving back to the uh community that he was in like to his daughter's team he was taking time out to be a coach to his daughter's team and like he was real big on family man how can you knock a man that's real big on family and and like he was saying I want to be there to pick up my kids from school I want to be in their lives and coach them I want to be at these certain events that are happening like that's commendable, man. Especially in the in in the uh, career or the path that he was in, you know they always on the road, bro. But he always find time to to spend time with family because he loved family, man. And I think he was really enjoying retirement. And I think the best was yet to come. And it's it's just sad that it it, it had to come to it, you know, to a tragic end like this, man. I'm sorry, man. I, I probably went on a tangent, bro. But oh, you good? You know, it's just shocking, man. Because it's a lot of things that play out in my head when I hear about that that tragic story. <sighs> it's I don't know, man. It's just it's just a lot to take in. You know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Then when you think about some of these, never mind. I ain't even that's that's neither. Say what's on your mind. <laughs> no, I'm just saying you got busters that's here. Y'all want to talk about Kobe, but y'all got busters still out here living. You know what I'm saying? That. That ain't did nothing but be detrimental to the world. But I don't hear news about them. Like you said, they want to bring up old stuff about, you know, Kobe. I ain't heard nothing about Harvey Weinstein. Ain't nobody saying nothing about that, but we got Bill Cosby, the worst man, huh? Harvey Weinstein wasn't no better. Kevin Spade, you know, Kevin Spade. I mean, all this stuff, man. I just feel like the media pick who they want to pick, man, and, and, and then they try to run with it. I feel like it's easy to villainize us than it is to to villainize yourself when you look yourself in the mirror, bro. That's just me personally, man. I agree. You know, it's it's hey, y'all can say my opinions suck or whatever. I don't care, but I just think y'all y'all have to understand that you know certain shit work different for different folks. You know, our grades they got to come with some criticism when they die. But when, when somebody else dies, it's like, oh, Lord, gee, they was the best thing ever, you know? Come on, man. Let the man, I mean, this man then, then gave a lot to this world, man. He, he, he's been contributional, man. And we ain't even talking about just on court. We talking about off court too, man. I mean, the dude was like, shh. Oh, man, this is crazy. It's so crazy, bro. I don't even, I don't even know where to, ugh. It was just hard to hear that, man. It was heavy on my heart, man. You know, especially when you talk about kids. And I mean, just anybody dying, you know, anyway, tragically. It's just it's just a lot to to take in, bro. Yeah, and I actually that's what was the hardest part for me is the fact his post NBA career. I mean, I know we know Kobe for basketball, but he gained more of my respect after the NBA. Because anybody that knew Kobe who followed his career know that he was an introverted person like a Magic Johnson. Yeah, you ain't lying. Magic Johnson has a larger-than-life personality. Yeah. Kobe doesn't. Kobe was a loner. He He was just about being competitive and competing and trying to win. But after he retired, I noticed some things, right? And I'm like, Kobe is doing a lot of interviews. Right. 
right. doing interviews on this podcast and this podcast and this podcast and doing this and doing that. And I was just like, you know what? I never knew him following Kobe. I never knew him to be that way. And he slowly opened up who he was to the world. And I think if 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 his one gift that Kobe was given us is not his NBA career, it's the gift that he showed people who he was somewhat. He opened up that he's a family man. He yeah. opened up he's a loving and current person to his children. He wanted to support them in every way imaginable. He died supporting his daughter and supporting the team. So he was doing what he loved when he was on that helicopter. Absolutely. So I have to respect a man. Just not even on the NBA level. I just respect him as a man. And I, he always going to be in high regards to me, regardless of what the naysayers think. I couldn't say it any better, uh, Meech. It's some good tea, too, brother. Thanks for this tea, man. I don't know what you put in here, but it's some good tea, man. <laughs> yeah, they know because they heard you gulping it down earlier. <laughs> hey, we're going to have a questionnaire and we're going to ask uh, the tea. We're going to come out with a dropping jewels tea and we're going to ask <laughs> which flavor, right? Which flavor should we use? I got a couple ideas, but I want your audience support. Right. <laughs> hey, man, we're going to take a break, man. We come back, man. We're going to expound on this a little bit more.
and it's dropping juice. We back in the building, baby. Uh, in the first half, we was gave our condolences to the nine passengers on the helicopter crash this past Sunday. But uh, we were talking about Kobe Bryant and discussing some of the fake news and 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 just talking about Kobe as a man. You know, we didn't really dive into the sports uh, arena, but giving our two two cents on you know what we think about everything that's going on out here uh involving his death and but we're trying to be respectful as well man because we, we want the family the opportunity to grieve and we just speaking on you know what kobe meant to to the world i mean to us personally i just i got a question for you uh brother meach what what when did you start liking Kobe Bryant? I mean, as the player, uh, when did you first notice him? And then you was like, "Oh man, I like his game." Well, I was a big Penny Hardaway fan. That's who I liked. Okay. So I wasn't into Jordan. I like Anthony Hardaway. <laughs> I didn't even like Jordan when he was playing. So I just didn't like him. I didn't like the Bulls. I hated their jerseys, colors. I hated their arena they used to play. Hey. Man. I was an Orlando Magic fan. I was hard. Nick man. Anderson. Yeah, he missed Dennis the free throws too. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal, Horace Grant was on there too. Yeah, where he come yeah, from? He though, came man. from the Bulls. Doubles. But he was on there. Anthony Penny Hardaway. And then I liked their coach. Scott, not Scott. That Scott Scouts played with. Nah, him. it was uh, uh, his name was Brian. Yeah, I can't think of his last name, but he had gray hair, slick to the back. Anthony Hardaway, he had a lot of knee issues, tendonitis in the knee. And uh, I remember when Kobe got in the league, you know, he kind of – I liked the way he moved. You know, he didn't get a lot of playing time, but I just started following him because I used to like the Lakers in lieu of the Magic. So I used to like Eddie Jones and Van Axel. Yeah. Vladdy flopping deep box. (laughs) You know, so I was into them, and they just wasn't playing Kobe a lot. And eventually he started getting ticked. And I remember the the, the season that really took yeah. me over the top because 99 was a lockout year, but 2000 is when I really got into the Lakers when they beat the 76ers. You know, that was a good year. And they had a tough playoff run that year too. Had some battles with, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Blazers. Or was it the Kings and the Blazers? Did I they, think it was both. Wasn't Scottie Pippen with the Blazers? Yeah, then? he yeah. played both of them that year. And yeah. it was, it was they. The Kings was a she good, Wallace. Yeah, and, that was. And, yeah, it was a it was a good. So I mean, from there on, like I was just following him, and I, you know, I couldn't afford his shoes at the time because I was a kid. But when I I said when I got older, I was gonna give me a couple <laughs> pairs of Kobe's, and I did. So I followed him. I followed him early, and then I started really liking him more and more. And I just liked his game. You know, a lot of people didn't like Kobe. I did. I just liked how he played. Sometimes I used to get mad at him because it seemed like the ball used to stick. (laughs) Pass the ball, Kobe. (laughs) But he still was my favorite player. But I used to watch how he talked in interview. He was very professional. He came and did his job, but he never showed more than himself, right? He just stayed in that professional mode. And that's one thing I learned. So when I said I had more respect for him after he retired, because he was able to show, open up, show himself in a light that he didn't before. That's what's up, man. I mean, was it any particular game that you saw? And you was like, man, this dude gonna be tough. Like in the beginning, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, it's just a culmination of games. Just It's not one game that stands out. 
But I'm I'm I think they was playing. I remember that playoff series. I think they was playing a, a Blazers and they was trying to go to the NBA Finals and he threw the alley hoop to, to Shaq. Shaq. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was right there was crucial. That was dope. I was live. I remember that. So yeah, Kobe passed that ball. Huh? That's yeah. what happens. <laughs> yeah, nah, that was dope. So yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I think when I saw him when he busted that eighty one on on my man Jalen Rose, oh, yeah. so I was like, oh, this man. <laughs> But I mean, he was already in his private. I was like, God dang, hey, Kobe ain't out here playing with y'all, man. Hey, he, he he coming for y'all throats, man. Then I remember when he played uh MJ in them, and he he served MJ a little bit. <laughs> I say, damn. When Michael was with the Wizards, right? No, nah, this is when he's with the Bulls. Still, okay. He, he, you know, what I'm saying he, he dunked the ball, and then he uh gave him the little fadeaway, you know, the joy fade. I say, oh shit. I say, look at Kobe. Okay. Then I remember they did an interview with Jordan afterwards. He said, you could tell the man is a fan of the of the game, man. He he said he. He gonna be one of them ones, you know what I'm saying? He was giving him his his props, man, and and he was hey, I remember them 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 vicious uh, battles between them and 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 Sacramento. Uh, always remember, always remember Shaq always saying we wasn't supposed to win that series, uh, Chris Webber. You know you y'all supposed to beat us. <laughs> <laughs> Cause when they up on them, I think so. It was tough, Mike. That's when Mike Bibby was lights yeah. out. Every yeah. time he shot a mid range jumper, <laughs> it seemed like say? it was going in. It just say it was going in, oh baby. And then the the the, the battles between them in Boston. You know, we be at work, or you know how we go to the spots or something. Man, we checking it out. We all up in the spots getting crunk and stuff. And meet you up there getting loud, <laughs> and then Fact. we getting loud. Man, there was hey man, he had some battles, man. It was like some real tough battles, man. I ain't, you know, then the, the, the battles with Detroit, the ones they they lost, but you know, he, he yeah, like you said, man, he he was cold, man. He was a cold blooded killer, man. You know what I'm saying? He was. That's what I like, man. I come from the marriage with when Jordan and 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 uh, Charles Barkley and. And uh, Clyde Drexler and Hakeem Olajuwon and all them, man, they, you know, they weren't all about teaming up. This one, I want to play against you, dog, because I want, I want to see who's better. I'm gonna show you I'm better, Patrick Ewing, like that, you know. And he came at the end. He was like at the end, the tail end of that stuff, man. The Utahs and all that, you know. I remember that series when the Lakers went against Utah, and Utah, you know, they beat them, but. Uh, you know, it it was a learning uh, phase for Kobe. You know what I'm saying? But after that, that was it, man. Kobe, Kobe, yeah, he shot up and, whew. you know, and 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 a lot of times I think that's I have I ain't gonna say issues, but I feel like when you a player in the league, dog, you should be working on your game every year, something different. Like you should take the time out to work on your work on the game. Like, dog, you can't be six years in the in the league and you still ain't got no three-pointer. When you came in, you ain't have a three. I mean, I'm a little, I get a little bad for that. Like, like I I don't know, you should take pride in that stuff. And I seen that in Kobe. Kobe, Kobe worked on, he worked on every part of his game every year. He was going to add something that was going to help him out to score or that was going to help him out to defend. I just don't see that, man. Like, and, and guys, like, shh. Certain, I ain't going to say all of them, but certain guys, man, y'all, y'all like, 
seven years in the league, bro, you you still can't hit a, a mid range eighteen footer. Yeah, but when you give somebody a million dollar check, what you say? I ain't got it. Huh? We look at it like that, but the NBA is just like any other job. You know, you got people that go real hard at work, and that's true. Then I you gotta got remember that. Yeah. Who slack at work? Yeah. Who's just gonna get the paycheck? Do the bare minimum. And the people who are great in the NBA. That's what I was going to say. Separates. They separate separates from themselves them. from the pack because all of them have pretty much the same potential. skill level yeah. or potential to reach the top. But those who don't reach the top haven't prepared their game or they're not in the system that allowed them to prepare their game. Propel their game, pardon me. Man, that's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's facts, man. Talk. I mean, can talk about that. I know we was talking about this off there, but talk about the the maturation that you saw. Naturally, in our culture, when we look at someone, we want to get the most authentic, genuine version of them. And for the twenty years he was in the NBA, I can't say that I saw that in Kobe. <laughs> I'm just being honest, right? Um, but after he retired from the game, it seemed like he had a reset. And his priorities changed. He said he gave his all and he had aches and pains from that. So he just transitioned so smoothly that I was amazed that he was willing to show more of himself to the world. A lot of things people don't know about Kobe, like he speaks fluid Italian. The dude was a smart dude. He wasn't no, just because he left high school and went straight to the league doesn't mean that he was a dummy by no means. And Absolutely I think not. That when you saw his move after the NBA, whether getting in film and storytelling and some of the investments he made and creating a uh, an, an investment firm, venture capital firm, according to what I was reading, over $2 billion in assets, right? Mm. You're dealing with someone who's got a sharp mind and actually, I was reading one of the lady coaches that was on that helicopter with him, that purse, he actually picked her because she had more of an eye for the game than her husband did, according mm. to what I was reading, if the report is true. <clears throat> so it just goes to show that this dude had so much more work to do and your life can be gone just like that, ultimately, in a flash. And it's just one of those just freak accidents. That's how I look at it. It's just a freak accident. Maybe the pilot, in my opinion, got a little too cocky. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he had a medical emergency. But it's just unfortunate for them to go out like that. Yes. Yeah, that's a true statement, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can see his, like I was saying, you can see his brilliance in the, in the uh, um, ESPN Plus where he did the details, you know, Kobe's details, man. and. He was real. I feel like he was, like you said, he was, he spoke three different languages. He was a brilliant individual. I didn't know about the uh, investments that you were talking about, you know. But uh, I never looked at him as as a dummy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, who wouldn't want to go from if you got the skills to to go from high school to the NBA? Would you really want to take that chance and play in college where you're not getting paid, where you can get paid in in, in the NBA? I mean, like seriously, right? It's 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 like you said. It's just an unfortunate situation that that you just have to deal with, man. And like you said, life life is short, man. 
you got to make your moments count while you here, man. You got to make an impact. And I, and I ain't saying you got to be a star or anything, but make an impact where people re- remember you for, like, you know, it could be something on a smaller scale, you know. Uh, be helpful, you know. Uh, find time to, you know, like, spend time with your family, man. Tell your family you love them. I think we we take things for granted. I think we take life for granted sometimes not understanding that in a blink of an eye, man, we can be gone. And like you said, it's an unfortunate situation, man. You know what I do every morning? I always give my, my whole family a kiss and tell them I love them because I don't know when the last time I'll see them again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, absolutely. And that situation really hit home when, when I saw the Kobe thing. I'm like, damn, man. Like, I mean, all those people, man, those are families on that damn uh, helicopter, bro. Like you said, it's 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 just an unfortunate situation, man. And it's sad to that we even have to talk about things like this, man. But I just wanted to commemorate Kobe, man, because it's a lot of news going on out here that's that's really not favorable, man. And and and, and it's kind of sad when you look at it, like. I don't know, man. I just think it's kind of chaotic. Of <sighs> some people just want to be heard, and some people just want to be seen. Some people want to get likes, and some people want to get notoriety. Like that's not what we on this planet for, man. We gotta do better. Unfortunately, though, it's a way to a means. Means is financial. That's true. So it is a way to live on this planet if people have bills. And they look at opportunities, and those opportunities are ones in which you sensationalize the truth for your own financial benefit. Then you will do and go as far as you can to get to the dollar. So we selling souls now? like Well, I mean, that's a part of, like you said, some some people people don't, don't have. Some people don't see it as so. Just like that comedian, like, how can you make a joke? About a situation like that. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, that's 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 what I don't get. Uh, this culture has become too desensitized, but also at the same time, it's hella politically correct. It's like people don't know measure when to say something and when not, not to, to say, say something. something. Yeah, because it's it's an extreme of both, but no in between. Ain't that something? <laughs> yeah. It's an it's it's a stream of both but no in between. So people don't know how to be tactful or be measured in how they deal with things. That's why I've told people all the time, like on this platform, I have a responsibility to the listeners. I have a responsibility to myself to not propagandize any information at best to my knowledge. Now, if I unknowingly do it, please tell me and correct me. My thought my job is I come and give y'all my opinion and I don't project a negative, twisted, unreasonable viewpoint because <laughs> it's got to be within reason because I do say some stuff, but it's all within reason. But it, I don't say it unreasonable within the context of what we're discussing. I know people say it's freedom of speech. But when you go too extreme, that's dangerous. Yeah. You have to watch what you say, especially in a public setting. Now, personally, in private, 
when we off the air, I can have my own personal feelings and I can tell you how I feel and you can tell me how you feel yeah. about things. And we going to keep it amongst us as men. But the minute you we turn on this podcast and we record it, I have to be careful because I don't know what's going on on the receiving end of this information. And it might stir someone up. I might start talking bad about this, that, and there. And somebody be mad at me and be wanting to come after me because of what I said about Kobe Bryant. Or I might be talking about blah, 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 and then somebody mad at me. So we have to be responsible. And some shots I just take because you know what? I can handle those and I'll deal with those repercussions. But I'm not going to disrespect nobody's death and the way these people have been disrespecting it. And I'm not going to speak bad on a man who can't defend himself. Mm. And I wasn't there in the situation. I wasn't in Colorado. Mm. I don't know what happened with him and that girl, right? So everything else is pure speculation. I know there was a criminal suit that was dropped and there was a civil suit where somebody got paid. That's all I know. He was never convicted though. No conviction. So how can we call somebody a rapist if the criminal trial didn't say he was a rapist? But it's it makes too much sense. So the, it don't fit the narrative. The narrative the narrative is I seen somebody on my Facebook, pardon me, he said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, Me too is hypocritical. So somebody said, What? And then somebody under that said, Oh, the Kobe thing. And he was like, Yeah, I don't hear anything about <laughs> So he wanted the Me Too movement to speak on it. <laughs> This is this is what this is what he came up with the whole time the man is dead and gone. He, he where's Me Too movement at? That's how twisted and sick people are. But it's also the same man that said, Oh, the economy is doing great. I seen his Facebook and I'm like, dude, some people you just gotta be like they stupid and they senseless. Well, right? They go back to your how can the economy yeah. be great? I don't know. I, let me just yeah, say this one ahead. time. I, I'm still talking about Kobe, but this is says how twisted people are. How can the economy be great? But an article come out recently within the last few months that said Americans can't afford a four hundred dollars emergency. How can the economy be great? <laughs> Depending on what, what news you're looking at. <laughs> Americans ain't got a thousand dollars in their checking account. How's the economy real. great? That's real. So okay, let me but no, anyway. no, but they go back to what you were saying. Remember that episode we had where you say sometimes you just gotta let people be, man. You have let to them stay in their lane. You have to. Because you get sucked into that shit, man, and fall right down that worm. If anything I want people to take from this podcast is is that we addressing some of the nonsense we seen. But you know what? You just gotta let those people be. Cause they gonna be who they, they be. be. Yeah. They gonna be ignorant. They're gonna be dumb. <laughs> They're going to be aloof. Yeah. They're going to be not wanting to hear the truth. Yeah. So be yeah. it. It's, okay. It's facts. It's facts, man. And, and what I want people to take away from this episode, man, is do something that's impactful, that's beneficial, man, that's going to help somebody out, man. And it ain't got to be on the mass uh, uh uh, upsize or it don't have to be something of of a, a of large size. It could be like be impactful, man. Do something that that that's that's gonna gonna help somebody out. Uh, that's from raising your children, uh, doing things in the community, um, uh, helping your brothers out, uh, helping a friend out. Life is just too short, man, to be worrying about this nonsense, man.
you know i think we chasing chasing this bullshit man and 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 life is so much more complex than that man and and we get lost in in the bullshit man and, and it's get tiresome you know that Get tired. So you know, like how you watching TV, you say, man, ain't shit on TV. Man, I'm finna turn this shit off, man. Cause it's just some bullshit right now. And that's how I feel about all, all this stuff, man. You know, Kobe was 41. 41, bro. And he had a lot to show for it. And he lived his life, man. Let's let's leave all that negative shit on on, man. I ain't I don't really have time for it, you know. I'm about positivity anyway, man. Motherfuckers see me, they say, What you laughing for, man? Cause I'm happy, bro. I'm happy. Why? Why? Why should I? Well, should I be sad or mad or what? Facts. You know, it's about it's about doing things right, yeah. man. Yeah, that is. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, and then it ain't about you know what I'm saying. Doing right because it's because I want I want to do right. You know, it's not like a forced thing, man. I I enjoy helping people. Out. I enjoy helping my brothers out, man. And, and we all need to do the same, brothers. You get tired of all that, that, that nonsense, man, and, and the negativity. We got to get past it, y'all. We have to get past it, man. Let's talk about the good things he did, man. That people want to bring up all that negative stuff. What what is that? What is that gonna prove? Damn, he got a family too. You know what I'm saying? No, I know what you're saying, boss. You know what 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 you trying to get? You want to get notoriety? You want to get a hundred followers? You know what I'm saying? Is that what you chasing? You want to say, oh, well, this person spoke out first about it. You was one of the first ones to speak out about it. Please tell us, what were you thinking? You've got your five minute of fame. I'm glad you was. And we're not, and, and, and let me say this. We're not discounting the person, the other person's allegations. We're stating facts. That's all we're saying. We're just stating facts. You know what I'm saying? I don't want people to come up here shaming us, saying, "Oh, y'all, this and that." I don't. We ain't got time for all that. But bro. the thing is, it's all public record, and, yeah. he, and he did say some stuff that he didn't think it was rape. But upon discovery, and I'm paraphrasing now, but upon discovery and finding out more, he understands pretty much that she saw it that way. Okay, that's fine. But at the end of the day, was that admission of rape? No, that's just saying I didn't think of it, but I understand why she see it that way. Okay, he learned more about what she was going through or how she was feeling at the time. At the end of the day, man, I'm not going to bow down to the politically correct culture. <laughs> what you flat saying, out. Bro? Like, I'm not going to bow down to it because some of these people are flat out wrong and they trying to control the narrative. And that's what happens when you get white supremacy on steroids. <laughs> You get political correctness, for real. White supremacy like, on steroids. You can say what you say, but don't don't you nah, say. No, nah. and, and and I'm not going in my in my space. I'm not going to allow. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I will admit. I'll be the first person to tell you I'm Absolutely. wrong. Absolutely. If I do something wrong, and I've said on the podcast when I've been wrong about something. But at the end of the day, when I got an opinion, I'm going to stick to it. Absolutely. And if you want to sit up her and take away some sponsorships away from me, <laughs> my yeah, check ain't to the right. devil. <laughs> I don't get paid by the devil. So take the sponsorships away. <laughs> I ain't going to let the devil bring me down. Uh, what you say? Because these people scared, man. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, 
it, it it's one thing if you saying something egregiously wrong. Okay, I get it. But if you just stay in your opinion, no, I'm not sitting up here supporting Kobe. I'm not supporting the girl. I'm just stating what I feel. And I feel that according to the information that was presented, the things may have happened. She felt one way, he didn't. They people under depression, well, if she believed it is, that's what it is. Well, you wasn't there. None of us was there, so we all got opinions. Only two people know what happened, and one of them not alive. Exactly. So at the end of the day, you can't call them a rapist, and I can't call them not a rapist because I wasn't there. I'm just telling my opinion. You're doing the same thing you're accusing me of. You wasn't there, but you giving your opinion, though, like you was. Yeah, she Yeah, she. So I get backlash for calling you out by calling him a rapist because you wasn't there. Man, these people busters, man. <laughs> Political man, these some of these political correct people are busters. They bogus. They phony. They say they say don't do one thing, and they go around they to Halloween know, yeah. parties and wear blackface. <laughs> you busters. Talk about political correctness, huh? These busters, man. I, I didn't mean to get on the tangent, but these busters, uh, man. What is it, nakers or niggers, huh? <laughs> nakers, nigg. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I already know what it is, man. Uh, so now you were trying to say Nakers. I don't understand how you get Knicks and Lakers confused. Man, it don't even be the, that's the thing. The corporate media, they always gonna hide behind some nonsense. So it is what it is. She gonna she got her job, she still getting her paycheck. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta know how to deal with that. It's facts, man. She might that was just that's what you call a Freudian slip. <laughs> she, she couldn't wait for that. Yeah, she was thinking what, that, boy. That's what you call a Freudian, Freudian slip. slip. Yeah. yeah. She was thinking that. She that was like, some I mean, damn. They that that was some deep rooted stuff. Yeah. That's what she, she ain't even expect to come out. No. It just came it out. Her blurry. subconscious. Yeah. Freudian slip. Damn. Hell yeah. Man, dog. Like I said, man, once again, man, we want to send our condolences out to the families, man, of the, of the victims that died in the helicopter crash, man, dropping Jews, man. You can find my man, Meech, man. You, you you got anything else, man, you want to tell them, man? I'm I'm good, man. I didn't I didn't got up. <laughs> I, I didn't got up. You can find my man at new underscore ever underscore Meech, man, uh, on Instagram. Uh, you can find us on Dropping Jews uh, on, on Instagram. Um, you can find me at uh, M underscore Ansari 643 at Instagram, Mikhail Ansari at Facebook, man. You find Dropping Jews on Facebook, man. We all on streaming media, man. Y'all know what it is, man. Dropping Jews and we out, baby.